Ladies and gentlemen, you're live from Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet on Strathlee! Hi everyone, this is Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet and today we are talking about the best of 2018 so far on our show and I am joined today by some of the best people I've met in 2018 so far except Stacey no. <laughs> uh, Joining us tonight are the Bathroom Princess and the Diva of Discovery, Sarah Hi everybody The modern day Maharaja, yes I'm saying that with a straight face David Hockney How's it going? Our MVEP Quacker Hello, hello and as we mentioned earlier, the champ is here. The only person out of 16 people to predict that Kofi Kingston would be in the yes. Money in the Bank match. <laughs> Our sweepstake <laughs> champion, Stacey Smith. Hello. Hiya. So, uh, if you like what you're hearing today, uh, fucked up. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, after this, they'll not let me host till November. Anyway, uh, make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes and all good podcasting sites. While you're at it, leave a review. Give us five stars. If you think we're in Tokyo, give us six stars. Give us seven stars. Give us eight stars. Keep going. Uh, also, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at Suplex Retweet. We live tweet most things, most pay-per-views and NXT takeovers. We're at most ICW shows. If you see us, say hi, unless you're weird, in which case, keep away. <laughs> We're very inclusive, yeah. Ross. This no, no, we are very inclusive. But I mean, say, this is coming from Ross. Like, yeah. It's Eat Sleep Suplex retweet for everyone. Be a star, Ross, be a star. You've clearly not seen some of the ones at ICW, Dave. <laughs> okay, Ross, move on. Move on. But we're going to start first off with matches of the year from WWE and NXT. And we're going to start off with our WWE expert, Dave. Hey, all right. Shall I kick us off then? Yep. All right. I think hands down match of the year thus far has got to be Gargano Champa NXT TakeOver New Orleans. I mean, while I think their second match, Street Fight, Chicago Street Fight, was still pretty good, I've, I've got to give the edge to the um, their New Orleans encounter because I think, obviously, it was their first sort of major clash since Champa's big injury. It kept him out for like nine months or so. And, you know, that was the build-up that really sort of hit this match home. And I honestly don't think I've seen a better story told match, nor a more sort of brutal match uh, between those two guys who genuinely had, who looked like they genuinely hated, hated each other and wanted to take their heads off. So, and I know we've already seen their Chicago street fight as well. I'm hoping they go a third time because it currently stands at one apiece, but I think their first encounter in the finish of uh, Gargano's using the knee brace in the Gargano escape. I think that was quite creative on the part of uh, Gargano. And Champa is arguably the best heel they've got in NXT slash WWE's main roster as a whole. Uh, Kwaku, can you think of anybody that might, you know, might have equivalent heel heat as a result? Yeah. Thanks, thanks for that question, host David. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky I've got a horn full of midget gems I'm trying to eat right now. <laughs> um, something that's had this similar kind of heat. Um, Aye. Because I mean, I can't think of anybody in the main roster who has as much heat as Champa right now. Not at the, not at that moment, not at this moment, no. But the, the annoying thing about the main roster is there are people like, that are there that can generate that heat uh-huh. um, and, and have done it in the past. But I don't know if it's their creative control that's on them that isn't allowing it to. I mean, we talk about. I was talking about the time when Daniel Bryan came back from mm. injury and had that promo. Yeah. Um, 
this, in my personal opinion, I don't think it should have been advertised on social media that it was coming back. What should have happened was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn just attack uh, Daniel Bryan without us knowing that he was actually back and that would have generated such proper heat because he, they're basically beaten up big time on somebody that's been retired due to big time injury. Yeah, no, I think uh, Owens and Zayn at the start of the year as well, I think they've had a pretty good, uh, pretty good run as well. Primarily because uh, obviously Sami Zayn helped Kevin at the end of last year against Shane in the Hell in the Cell match, but I kind of wish they did more with Kevin and Sami on SmackDown. You know, they didn't seem as you know running rampant, you know, as like as hate figures. But Champ on NXT again, he just commanded it. No, the oh, co-host Dave is taking us down now. <laughs> You're eating midget gems. Somebody had to take well, control. Apparently uh, uh, okay. so. <laughs> straight fire for the man that thought Will Osprey was the mascot of a rugby team earlier, but moving swiftly on. Seriously? <laughs> no, no, he's making that up. So. It's still go- true to us, K-Fabe, uh, K-Fabe. <laughs> yeah, Gargano Champa, the New Orleans one, like you said, but I mean, I don't think there's many matches like the Chicago one either. It's, I think it shows how good they are when you're talking about uh, what should be a five-star match yeah. as being the worst one. It just it shows how good these rivalries are. Exactly. Uh, Sarah, you were overly invested in the New Orleans one, bouncing a bit off the walls. <laughs> Very much so, but I think everyone knows how heavily invested I was in that storyline because it still cried me to sleep and I cried on the NXT TakeOver preview show. I <laughs> still cry myself to sleep, but yes, <laughs> I was bouncing off the walls when it, came to Chicago, uh, when it came to New Orleans and Chicago. I was just sitting going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, it's finally happening, it's finally happening. <laughs> And to the viewers who couldn't see me, I was actually clapping my hands like a seal there. That's how <laughs> excited I was. Um, but it's more just the fact that, see, that injury coming at that time, obviously, there was no other time that they could do it because everyone forgets the champ wrestled injured in that match. So obviously, like, everyone's just like, oh, Johnny took a ladder in the face for you, did this for you, did that for you. But Champa was actually wrestling injured, which obviously it has played into the fact that he's just sort of resented Johnny in a way. But obviously... Champa is like the most hated person ever and I love it. Yeah. Can I just ask Sarah, see during the break, could you do that clap like a seal again? So I could put uh, pop a boomerang on our Instagram for Yes! Great, right, good, we'll do it. Yes, Make sure you follow us. That's Instagram <laughs> at Suplex Retweet, also Facebook and Twelve. Uh, yeah, it's one of those but, You're fine? Sorry. You're fine. <laughs> it's one of those rivalries as well. It was so well built and it's the fact that Tommaso Champa in the lead up to it didn't do anything on his social media accounts except tweet about Johnny Gargano it was great yes like my favourite one was still the Father's Day one and it was <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa standing over a fallen Johnny Gargano said who's your daddy I await my text I say my favourite is just when he claimed he ruined his wedding pictures just standing there with a smug face in them <laughs> never get those wedding it's pictures the fact back that it's the same face as the, the infamous gift all the time waving with the crutch it's yeah, the same face that's sadistic wave <laughs> though that's his that's his go to yeah. taunt it's, it's so brilliant and I'm going to say this I am very disappointed on the internet that nobody photoshopped a picture of the crutch in that wedding photo well we gave you that task and you didn't do it I don't photoshop <laughs> I can barely... Unless it's Dave. <laughs> I, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Kwaku basically had this picture of Jinder Mahal with the WWE title and the two Singh brothers. He basically photoshopped my face on both of the Singh brothers. He Follow stopped. us on at Retweet, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I'll post it tonight. Please don't post it. It's <laughs> embarrassing. We, it's, are, we all voted and you lost. Yes. 
Also, Gargant, uh, sorry, Champa is refusing merch as well, just so the fans can't wear his stuff. He's told the fans to stop shouting Psycho Killer at him. He's because, amazing. Because he really it's not is. Like, he's a proper heel. Have you seen like his most recent interview with himself on Twitter as well? Yes. And the fact he's given himself all these different awards. Yes, comeback of the amazing. year. Amazing. Yeah, best twi- best on Twitter, uh, best NXT male superstar of the year, or just NXT superstar of the year in general. <laughs> I did like his one as well. He was starting to lose some heat, and he just thought, what's the easiest way to get heat? Sexism. So he just commented a photo of himself built like a brick you know what house and said I mean I'm all for equal rights I'm a married man but I mean Candice Lurie's a girl how is she going to beat me up and you just seen everyone fall for it they just took the bait everyone just like oh is this be a star is this be a star and I fell for it knowing that Candice Lurie is known for her intergender matches as well I yes. fell for it everyone just but and you, you just know he sat back in a chair and he's home looking at his Twitter laughing away. It's the fact that you also mentioned that he came out to Johnny Gargano's music about how much he, he would have gotten if he came out to DIY's music. Mm-hmm. I would have thrown my remote at the TV. He's also, as well, I checked his Twitter account earlier on, he's not liked a single tweet from anyone that's tweeted him since the day of the ladder match. Wow. So his Twitter game has been completely on point. He's always watching. That's yes. dedication. Yes, he is one of the best heels in the business. And again, two of the best matches this side of the roster in the past decade. Absolutely. Hands down. Are probably two of the best in the last maybe 50, like two decades, I'd say. Right, one of the best rivalries, at least. Uh, so, Stace, have you got any WWE matches of the year? Um, well, I enjoyed the Rumbles. I loved that the Bellas came back. <laughs> I loved that. And I loved, like, even the final four, the men's, mm-hmm. like, the men's rumble as well. Like, that's because, like, two of them were your sweepstakes. That is true. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't count. And I just love the fact that I showed up very late and they were the only two numbers left. So, <laughs> so it's everyone else's fault. <laughs> Wait, what numbers were you? Well, I had uh, Finn Balor and Nakamura. Aye. No, Literally the two favourites going into it. Till, sorry, we anecdote till the day of the Rumble when Dolph Ziggler was announced as a 3-1 to favourite and I fell for it and he came out as number 30 and he lasted 2 minutes and 19 seconds <laughs> before being punched at the ring by Finn Balor. Yes! <laughs> I was in a room with 5 other people at the time watching it. Dolph Ziggler came out. I screamed at the top of my lungs because I still love Ziggler. I don't care. I know James is listening in right now, clenching his fists. I will be standing away from him at the next ICW event because I know he will punch me. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's not just him. I bounced mm. out my seat and the laugh everyone gave me, much like the laugh when another match of the year we'll be talking about in the ICW section, <laughs> Stacey's growling there. Bastard. <laughs> I'm laughing. Grinning, I should have said. Can I just say, I actually really enjoyed the Men's Royal Rumble this year. I think it was probably the first in about since about 2010 and they actually got it right for once not yeah. not in terms of like choice of winner but just the way it was booked and the pace of the match it just went so so well I mean, you start off with two really solid upper mid carders Rusev and Finn Balor Balor goes the distance as you'd expect because he's just he's fantastic Rusev Day was over like mad with the Philadelphia crowd and you know the order of entry of each superstar you know you get a good mix of sort of lower tier guys and mid tier guys and the storytelling towards like the final six, even the final four, 
because the final six you had Cena, Orton and Mysterio against Roman Reigns, Nakamura and Finn Balor. So it was kind of like old generation versus new gen. And I think what a smashing setup they've got here. And then final four, it's basically the fans guys versus Vince's guys. No, even that it was the final six because it was Ray, Cena and yeah. Orton on one side yeah. and That's Finn, Roman and Shinsuke. It was the new v old. Yeah. That's literally what I just said. No, you don't. You said final four. It was the no, fans. No, I said final six before that. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> well, you know your what? Your session out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the host. I'm doing a Stevie. It's my show. All right. Quacker's counselling session is still open, although I'm, I may not guarantee that you'll be better at the end of the session. He just doesn't listen to me, Quacker. It's soul destroying. <laughs> no, but let's talk about the men's rumble. Like we said, one of the best in a while. Like the year before when Randy Orton won, it was a cheer because Roman didn't win. Uh, no, I cleared Except because Stacey, Orton won. Because she loves Randall. I don't mind Randall. I'm Randall. a big fan of Randy Orton. Nah, he's br- I think he's brilliant. He just he just shows up sometimes and just kind of goes, ah, right, I'm here. Let's get a, like a Survivor Series. Everyone had the SmackDown gear on and he just walks in and goes, I've got the shirt on. Let's do this. Like the really unenthusiastic brother-in-law at a stag do. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of putting it, Still yeah. fantastic. <laughs> just like, yep, you're shagging my sister. Let's get this air weight. But <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> no, we had uh, we had Randy Orton. We had 2016 Triple H was kind of predictable. 2015 was lambasted as was 2014. Yeah, again, that, that was purely just down to booking, I think, because everybody was wanting Brian to, to win. He goes out after about 10 minutes. Yeah. And yeah, they basically realised writing's on the wall, Roman Reigns is winning. And what I really thought was quite funny about the 2015 Royal Rumble was as soon as Brian got eliminated, who comes out next? Uh, Goldust. Goldust, Shattered Dreams. Dreams. And I'm thinking, if there was any way to stick up two middle fingers to the fans for that rumble, I mean, that was that's the way to do it. Yeah, but this this rumble had everything. We had the final six. We had, like you said, the final four as well. Mm-hmm. We had Rusev as number uh, two. Uh, one. Uh, one, and to get the fans out, Balor's number two. We had the surprise entrance. We had the return of the hurricane, which yes. was brilliant. We'll be at Pro Wrestling Elite soon. We had Rey Mysterio returning. We had NXT call-ups from Andrade Cien Almas and Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. <laughs> um, wait, t- two seconds. The host just said Andrade Cien Almas and then go to the resident translator for that. Sorry, Kwaku, would you like to say it properly? No, I mean, it's you're, done you're, now. You're, you've no, you've missed the moment. I'm actually saying that uh, that was impressive, so continue. <laughs> <laughs> Gold star for Ross. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Moving swiftly on Ooh. from this patronising conversation. Eh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, the women, the Shinsuke Nakamura won it, Eds, and also set up what <laughs> so we would have said. These sounds, Shinsuke Nakamura won it. Yes. <laughs> 45 minutes he lasted with three eliminations. I mean, not too bad. Yeah, it's not as bad as some of the other ones we had. They're either overpowered or they just eliminate one guy and it's the last guy. Kind of like Edge. No, Edge eliminated two, didn't he? Yeah. Like Jericho and Cena. And That's right, yeah. Eight minutes. But uh, we also had the Women's Royal Rumble, which Stacey is smiling ear to ear from. First ever. Yes, the historic, historic first time ever women's Royal Rumble. Right, I think all of Walkabout heard me like shrieking mm. when the Bellas came back. Like I was standing next to Quacky and mm. surprised that he can still hear. Seriously, oh, <laughs> I've, I've tuned my I've tuned my ears to accept all things. I mean, I've been on a podcast with David and Ross for almost a year, so <laughs> I've, I've I've well accustomed my ears to many things. <laughs> Well, that's just rather hurtful, but moving swiftly no on problem. back to Stacey. We had the Bella Twins return. We had Trish Stratus return. We had Lita return, nearly break her own neck in a moonsault. 
mm-hmm. further proving, maybe just stay retired. Mm-hmm. We had Tori Wilson, Kelly Kelly, Vicky Guerrero, Michelle McCool. Vicky was the best. She Vi- was the best. Vicky was amazing. She played to her strengths as usual. So, Stacey, just take us through the emotional journey when, was it Nikki that came out first? I think it was Brie that no, so, it was Nikki came out first Nikki and Brie first. came out after that. Yeah, it was that. Nikki then Brie. How did you recover so quickly to shriek so loudly twice? I, I, I don't think I stopped <laughs> between the two, to tell the honest truth. <laughs> I was going to go to Sarah there, but she's taking a drink. We'll maybe gear a wee minute here. And then, but then I was like, oh no! When obviously Brie got put out yeah, by Nikki. Yeah, the Bella twins turn on each other more times than Sasha and Bailey, which the rivalry was just starting at that point we still don't have a match they must have had a horrible quirk Christmas for that to happen <laughs> <laughs> like what must have happened I buy you a car you get me scented yeah. soaps yeah <laughs> I think one of them must have got a bigger slice of turkey so it was just fuck nah. yeah I remember Bree's a vegetarian so mm. okay then so uh, maybe maybe to- she did get a slice of turkey to- maybe oh you maybe. get to be married and have the children bye yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Harsh. You went there. I know. Anyway, moving on to Sarah before Stacey hits me. What were we talking about? We were talking about... <laughs> Mark, you're listening in for this. Women's we are talking rumble. about the women's rumble. Thoughts on the rumble? I shed a tear when Brie came back. Mm. I actually did. Like, I was actually shedding a tear throughout the entire thing. Like, watching all these women come back, it was like, it was so empowering because they deserved it for years. They've had a huge roster for... What, maybe since back about 2014, they've had this really big roster for the Divas Resolution. And you had countless women, they started bringing up all the lassies from NXT. It was about time. And just like seeing all these women come back, it's like mixing like the past, the present, and obviously you've got the future when they had Kyrie Sane replace Alicia Fox and they brought up Ember Moon. I mean, the pop for those two lassies. I mean, I was sitting texting my pal, I was like, if Kyrie Sane isn't in this, the first winner of the May Young Classic. Mm-hmm. They've really missed a beat for this. Something I did love about both Royal Rumbles as well was Ember Moon came out with the arm still taped for mm-hmm. the Shane LeBasel uh, match. Yeah. And Adam Cole came out with the tape for the match that I'm going to talk about later on, the Extreme Rules match. Mm. I think oh, I he got match. the pop of the night, personally, yeah, with did. the baby. Mm-hmm. I think he did. Got what about when Shinsuke actually won it? I think that yeah. was the pop of the night. Nah, Adam Cole coming out got nah, the bigger pop. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Right, so Stacey has another match of the year candidate. Right. Um, well, it's one that I hope will be match of the year every time I watch it, like every time one of these matches. Nakamura Styles matches. Yeah, I think the London one and the Last Man Standing match you could maybe make a case for. I mm-hmm. think those were brilliant matches. Yeah. I think it was just the WrestleMania one was a bit of a, it was hyped too much. Yeah. And there was no story behind it. But I have such high hopes for it every time. Mm. Like, whenever I see that match, so I'm like, that's most probably going to be match. Mm-hmm of the night so th- those two together perfect just trying to find the word yeah, that, should if I, find the word with Nakamura AJ if we could go back and rebook it I think if Nakamura gave AJ the low blow after fast like after he just won it fast lane maybe that would be a more interesting build to Mania people would be more invested in it and they could have added the match type then as well you know you could have hit said like that could have been last man standing you know, it could have it could have been on par with their Wrestle Kingdom clash had they not hyped it up so much rather than face v face. Yeah, it was just basically booked as dream match, dream match. Yeah. Dream match, to yeah. be fair though, 
it was never going to be anything like the Wrestle Kingdom match. Mm-hmm. It, may that, have, it may have been. No, that match is astounding. Mm-hmm. There's, no, no, no. <laughs> they were told at Wrestle Kingdom, go out and do it, there's the finish. David, like WWE, there's too many producers. David, this is why you need to go and do some research and we'll, we'll look at more indie stuff. Honestly. Hey, I'm just starting investing in the UK scene a bit more now, so... I know, very proud of him. He was watching yeah. it. He was watching the UK tournament after I convinced him to. No sparky comic. Well done. Honestly, you'll love it. Yeah, you see, I'm improving. I was very proud. I Speaking. hope you're giving everyone at home listeners giving David a round of applause right now. Just me. Yeah, just you. <laughs> no, no, I, I gave him a round of applause when he said he was actually going to give it a try because he the, saw that I was watching it. You did the seal applause there. I'll do the seal applause. <laughs> and speaking of the UK Championship, I actually think that was probably one of the best moments of the year, even though it literally was just this weekend. Um, and, you know, it's sort of building off the fact, you know, we had the first ever UK Championship last year as well. I think the fact with the announcement of NXT UK as well, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a big stepping stone for WWE to finally crack the UK market, you know, have their own own based promotion in the United Kingdom for UK specific, a UK specific roster. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I mean, while it's not, you can't really say how well it's gone thus far. I think there's a ton of potential to get a really big, uh, a big slice of the UK audience back in rather than just watching all American made products. Yeah. On the subject of the UK tournament, one of the best matches so far this year, Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I would put that probably just above uh, Undisputed Era versus Larkin and Birch. That was a really good match. That was, I uh, know, I remember watching that uh, at the last takeover. It was outstanding, that match. I mean, I wasn't expecting much from Larkin and Birch, but that. That was uh, that was really unexpected. No, I think the Chicago crowd just didn't think they were worth their time, and by the end of it, they got a standing ovation. Sorry, I'm still eating here, people. <laughs> and it's unfortunate that the Oni Larkin is out for so long. Yeah, but yeah. that obviously, looked nasty. That. It did yeah. look really broken, nasty. Broken, broken nasty. orbital bone, yeah. Yeah, plus the back bump he took as well. Yeah. That bump was horrendous. It looked so horrible. I, I was like, every single time they did the replay, I was just like, no, don't show it again. Don't I'm surprised that it. didn't injure him. You know, they probably did. You've seen him hauled in the back, it at least took the wind at him. But we're talking about Undisputed Era, the leader of Undisputed Era, Adam Cole. Baby. baby. Jesus Christ. My baby. <laughs> uh, he had one of the matches of the year, the night before the Royal Rumble, in the Extreme Rules match with Alistair Black. You had Alistair Black and Adam Cole beating baby. the hell out of each other with, <laughs> Jesus Christ, kendo sticks, chairs, you had interference for Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, you had all four members of Sanity, including Nicky Cross, taking a bump through a table. It was amazing. That was nuts, yeah. Demo sacrificing his real-life girlfriend to put someone through a table. I know. I think was one of the best moments of the year. I'm Alistair, pretty sure that must have been Nicky's idea, though. Yeah, because you need to kind of get, get the same. Yeah. On the subject of Nicky Cross, why was she not in the Women's Royal Rumble? I think they missed the trick there. Yeah, because they don't know what to do with her. Uh, yeah. Nope, I think She's it's... She's too good and they don't know what to do with her. The, I think, the Sanity call-up proved that. I think it's because she is too good on her own to be brought up. I think she's a perfect character and I think she can stand on her own, whereas the likes are... You've seen Eric Young kind of flounder on TNA for time to time when he wasn't in the right gimmick. Alexander Wolfe has been in NXT since about 2013 mm-hmm. before he found something to do. Demo would be fine. He's got the look that Vince McMahon loves, but... What, the the large, perspiring gentleman? Yes, the big sweaty man. Is <laughs> Dave has yet again stole another catchphrase from Cultaholic. We're our own thing. Come on. Historic. 
that's your thing. But uh, sorry, any listeners, I've got headphones in there. <laughs> uh, wait, stop interrupting me. You ruined my train of thought there. We had Nikki Cross, yeah, one of the best women's wrestlers from Scotland, from the UK. And I think she'll be absolutely fine on her own. It just proves she doesn't need a cameo appearance in the Royal Rumble. She doesn't need a cameo appearance at the Women's Battle Royal. She'll be, when she makes her debut, it'll mean something. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if everyone remembers what she was like in ICW, Mm -hmm. she was deemed the best in the galaxy. Yes. And she's not wrong. Even her character, obviously, was supposed to be like a snobby, um, pretentious, very self-absorbed character. But it still worked with her wrestling because she's Mm -hmm. actually amazing. And that match that she had at the most recent takeover with Shayna Baszler proved that. I mean, I was not a fan of the finish to that match, but it still worked with Nikki's character. Obviously, the fact she was just happy and accepting. She's like, I'm going to go to sleep now. Yeah. Night, night. I did like in ICW when she turned heel and she wasn't Nikki Cross anymore. Or, no, Glenn Cross, wasn't it? Uh, Glenn Cross. It was Nicola Glenn Cross because when someone Nicola. turns... When a man turns heel, he grows a facial hair and dyes his hair black. When a woman does it, she gets called her full Sunday name. Apparently so. <laughs> Surprised we never had a nickname in, or a middle name, I should say. I don't know. Anyway, uh, also, we talked about the Gargano Champa series being, like, it was so good that we called one the bad one, and it's it stands up better than any match that was on Money in the Bank the next night. Another five-star match for WWE that got lost in the shuffle of NXT TakeOver New Orleans was the six-man North American ladder match. That's about that was the same. Yeah. That was an amazing match. Love that match. Does anybody else want to go on on that? Yeah. Here, no, I think, <laughs> I think it's the fact that it's sort of NXT, the next step in NXT's evolution. You know, they already had, like, the main championship, they had a women's title, and they had the, the tag titles. The next step was, you know, get themselves a mid-card title, something that could be defended across any and all promotions. Like, you could defend it in NXT, like, UK if you wanted, maybe. You know, again, the, the poss- I don't know if they could, though, or they intended. They already to. did. Well, it was the United <laughs> Kingdom Championship, but it's, it's not... It's still NXT UK. Well, just NXT, really, but <laughs> I'll, I'll not argue with it on that one. <laughs> it's because I'm right. Yeah, I think it's smart not to argue with Sarah. And I suppose... We only have a limited time. Yeah, and <laughs> is, that, is, um, is it not getting defended against Walter again at Evolve? Yes, it yes. is. It's, yeah. it's already been taped... I don't think the event is aired yet, but it was pre-taped. Right. So it will air on the Fight Network or whatever Evolve airs, but it was filmed separately, which right. a lot of people are up in arms about. But yeah, um, again, uh, and evolution of NXT, you know, they're going to other promotions, they're going to other, other brands. I think the introduction of the North American Championship definitely was a big stepping stone. And the fact that they got arguably six of the best guys on the roster in a ladder match, which personally it's my favourite stipulation because you know it's a bu- an absolute bump fest and some of the moments in that match as well really just stole the show like Velveteen Dream's uh, Purple Rainmaker from the top the Death Valley Driver on the bridge ladder and I think they had a uh, obviously the debuts of Ricochet and EC3 as well you know that could have had a bit of an impact but I think the the choice of winner was the right way to go I mean but any of those guys could have won it so there was unpredictability in it as well Yes, I watched this with you, Sarah, and you nearly jumped out of the seat, <laughs> through the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's putting it lightly, actually. Yeah, no, I was very, very excited about that match. And I, no, I honestly, don't, don't laugh at me for that. <laughs> it yeah. was laughing at me. How did you jump through the ceiling? You're only like five foot two or something. Oh, 
clearly no, no, okay. no. You've never watched. You've never properly watched a wrestling match. Me, WrestleMania does not count because I yeah, basically nearly killed myself. Um, so <laughs> Could that ask? Did your neighbours complain like they did to the, our Scottish big dog? <laughs> no, they never. But um, if you guys remember, I did say that um, I woke the dogs up and I nearly woke my dad up as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. But I thought that was. Uh, I thought that was Gargano Champa. That was just throughout the entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got to stay quiet when I watch all this stuff because obviously I, I still stay with my dad and my brother and obviously I don't fancy waking them up at two o'clock in the morning screaming at a wrestling match because they already think I'm strange for watching wrestling. Yes. <laughs> Try to keep quiet and fail miserably. But you've also got another match in your candidate, uh, Sarah. I do, I do. And it's only because um, me and Jamie were the only two that actually mentioned this in the sweepstake for WrestleMania. But it was Asuka versus Charlotte. Obviously, it's yeah. very, very high up there in terms of good matches so far this year because even though see people are deeming the outcome controversial just mainly because of the fact that Asuka finally became defeated in her almost two year undefeated streak I think it was um, but it was the fact that you couldn't have built it up any better obviously you had the undefeated Empress versus the Queen there could have been no other person to take them on at WrestleMania. So, but it was the fact that there was amplified suspense throughout the entire match. It's like there wasn't a moment where you thought that this was boring, that you could keep going. You're like, I actually don't know who's going to win. Like for a while, I was actually sitting there going, nah, nah, Asuka's going to win this. No, no, I, I need my sweepstake. Come on, come on. Um, but just like carrying on, it was the fact that the only thing I thought was a wee bit of a downside to the match was the fact that Charlotte very rarely worked Asuka's legs mm-hmm. and then Asuka tapped out almost instantly without a fight. That's the only downside I would have put to this match. But other than that, I think it was like, it was new enough flawless. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the fact that see, towards the end, Charlotte selling the arm in her figure eight. It was probably, it was the most unbelievable thing. Obviously, I screamed when Charlotte, I was just like, I told you all, like, no one believed me, no one believed Jamie. Thanks, Jamie, sister power. <laughs> But yeah, no, Charlotte versus Asuka WrestleMania 34 is up there. Yeah, me and Nathan Fisher, the proverbial second place, <laughs> had <laughs> had an absolute horrid time our first half of the sweepstake and we were texting each other throughout it because we were doing the live tweeting along with Quacko and Stevie and Scott for this gargantuan length event. Good God, it was knackering. Mm-hmm. And we were like, here we go, lads. Nathan, we're on the board here. We're on the board here. Everybody's got Charlotte. As Everybody's got Asuka. Only two dafties have got Charlotte. Only two. <laughs> and they have held it over us ever since. It's an... <laughs> and you, who you was the dafty now? You were, what, zero and five by that point? I was Hello. 0 and five by that point. In the words of Ravy Davy, dafty. Dafty. My... My women's battle royal pick didn't even show up. She waited. She waited <laughs> That's another what you twenty. You get for picking someone that was not even going to be yeah. an, anywhere near announced the match. That was worse than me. I mean, in my in the Andre Jack battle royal, my pick was eliminated first. <laughs> Who did you have? Aiden English. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I I chose Ty Dillinger just because of the optimism of Stacey when she went Ty Dillinger. Perfect ten. Perfect ten. Nah, we all knew Woken Matt was going to win that. Yeah, we... Who, I chose <laughs> Tyler Breeze for that. The majority of us said well, then Matt I Hardy. Could, I wasn't even listening then, and that, your optimism was just so infectious. I went, I think she said, I think she said Ty Dillinger. I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> but we also... <laughs> another match of the year from that show was the triple threat with Seth Rollins, Miz and Finn Balor. 
a match that tore Sarah apart, three of her favourites. Oh my god, oh, I was so, so torn with it. I mean, I'll talk about it later in one of the ICW matches of how torn I was. <laughs> I was sitting there going, I don't even care who's going to win. It's just such an amazing match. I was like, I prefer a few, but I don't care who wins. That was basically Is it the best the opening Mania match. match of all time? No, it's Bret Hart and Owen Hart still, oh, Of course I think. it is, yeah. That or... Is, does it, is it up in the least the top five? Oh, it's up in the top five. It's yeah. a great match. It's just it was too short. Look, for the length of that show, it was too short. Ross McLeod yeah. left this shut down. No, no, well, I'll shut down. I'm just giving an opinion. I'm, there I'm, definitely could have been more squash matches that night considering how many matches there were. Yeah, Naya Asuka. Uh, Naya... Alexa, Alicia, yeah. Alexa. I, I'll get it three times. <laughs> Maybe the trip, the SmackDown tag title could have been a squash as well. Like the Bludgeon Brothers was supposed to be super overpowering as well. It was a squash. They beat it two was. teams in five minutes. I suppose, yeah. Uh, Sorry, can I just throw in as well? Something we haven't quite mentioned yet has been a big impact in 2018 already. Ronda Rousey. Oh, she's been amazing. Yeah, I think because, you know, she showed up at the, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. She was getting a match at Mania. And I think we were all a bit on edge about how she was going to do because obviously she's a, she's a UFC fighter. She's not like a, a WWE superstar as of as of the, the time. But she arguably ended up getting match of the night at Mania because the tag match just went so well and she just held her own perfectly in the ring. Her arm bar is just devastating as well. And she's only had one other match against Nia Jax, which she probably would have won had Alexa not cashed in. No, well, she technically did win. Well, by DQ, yeah. Yeah, so she won. She okay. <laughs> she, 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 she's unbeaten then in her WWE record, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they will protect Ronda to an extent, but you know, I think they've got to make something with her. Sarah, Stacey, before we wrap up, do you get any comments about Ronda Rousey? I mean, I love Ronda Rousey. I absolutely love her, but I, I, she's not quite there. Mm-hmm. The best person I've always argued for her to work with would be the best would be Natalia. She's the most experienced, apart from Alicia Fox, out of that entire roster. If anyone's going to actually work with her and make her into what they deem a WWE superstar and protect her, it would be Natalia. And I'm still waiting for that to happen. Yep. Well, we're going to wrap up the WWE portion of the the matches of the year. Just a wee quickfire through here, some of the better ones. The six-pack challenge at Fastlane with AJ, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler and John Cena. Dave, with that face, quite clearly disagrees, but I thought it was smashing. We had Rusev, Shinsuke Nakamura. We had Shinsuke, AJ at Money in the Bank and the London Smackdown, as Stacey already touched on. We had the Gauntlet match, longest match in... Raw history. Yeah, that was a belter of a match. I mean, Rollins' performance, hands down, should give it match of the year. We had Seth Rollins' Miz Extreme Rules. We had Seth Rollins' Mm -hmm. Kevin Owens on Raw. We had Seth Rollins getting good matches at a Mojo Rally, for Christ's sake. (laughs) We had Seth Rollins v Dolph Ziggler on Raw, where he lost the title. We had Seth Rollins' Elias the night of four. You see the they see the like the continuous variable is Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah. there's a there's a running trend here. It's all about Seth Rollins. Literally, that is why we left him to the rundown at the end, ladies and gentlemen. Because if we just spoke about Seth Rollins at the start, we'd be here all day. We'd be here all day. But yeah, we've got Twitter input as well. At Stuart Mann says favorite WWE moment is probably Charlotte beating Asuka. The way they built Asuka up just to lose like that was such a shock. And the best NXT match is the ladder match we spoke of earlier, the North American title match featuring Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, EC3, Ricochet, The Velveteen Dream, and Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. And that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break now. We're going to have a short break and leave you what has been the entrance music of the best superstar of 2018 so far. So far, We'll catch you in five. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Aaron Echo. You are listening to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. What a time to be alive. 
Listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet here with the mouth of the Southwest, Leighton Buzzard. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, you're live from Eat Suplex Retweet on And we're back here on our best of 2018 so far podcast and because she begged and pleaded and screamed if she wouldn't get her way, the diva of Discovery, Sarah, has been allowed five minutes on the podcast to talk about her favourite Discovery wrestling match. Yeah, well, see, coming from Edinburgh, you guys will not have been to Discovery. Show. I think the only person who on this podcast at all, apart from myself, is Kwaku, that has been to Discovery Show. We are we are the team Discovery of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. But no, like, see, I will, I will plug Discovery Wrestling because obviously, with it being the promotion from the east side of Scotland, it only runs like once every couple of months, um, and it's a family promotion. But it's still one of the most hilarious things you'll ever see. So, my match for Discovery so far this year was actually the match to kick off the Discovery Wrestling calendar year, and it was the Disco Derby. You can't go wrong with what they'd actually put together. So. The style of the Disco Derby was a 20-man Royal Rumble-style elimination match. When it got down to the final two competitors, you had to win by pinfall or submission. And obviously the comeback artist of the year, Andy Wilde, was the one to win that match when he pinned Bram in the middle of the ring. The place exploded. I think, Quacky, you can probably yeah. agree with me. That place exploded. Yeah. It's going to be the year of Andy Wilde, in my opinion. But, um, that's just all I really want to say is the fact that you can't go wrong. Obviously, I love a Royal Rumble style match. It's the way that they they incorporated that into like that sort of way, and then they brought it back to just a normal traditional one on one style match. And the winner of the match got a Discovery Wrestling contract. And quick shout out, obviously, Kieran Kelly was a great asset to that match. Obviously, kind of kind of bummed that he didn't win, but still, Andy Wild well, all the way. For me, like Discovery, like I said this and the end of year 2017 show Discovery that for me that for in terms of price for price they did the best show ever price for price when they did Discovery versus Bullet Club it was an absolutely stacked night with so many great wrestlers um, Discovery are really killing it right now in the Scottish scene so uh, big congrats to them if you've not checked out Discovery make sure well I mean me and Sarah are going this Sunday yeah, it's in Portobello Town Hall. Yeah. And it's Andy Well versus Zach Gibson. 
Oh, I know that's going to be an amazing match. So that match will soon to be recognised as the world's number one. Ale, ale, ale. You give me stick for doing bad accents. <laughs> but we... <laughs> David, back of your box. Dave, you're one to talk. Can we stop bullying Dave? I, I know it's coming for me, but Jesus Christ, let's leave him alone <laughs> I never at this thought section. I'd hear you say that. <laughs> Dave's my pal now. Hi. <laughs> We're like Jericho and Owens here. I'm quite clearly the Owens because I will kill you at one point. <laughs> <laughs> if you try to co-host me again, that will happen. But anyway, uh, we spoke about Discovery Wrestling. We spoke about Andy Wilde winning the Disco Derby. And it sounds like a good... Is it Derby or Derby? Derby. Derby. Oh, Derby. Anyway, uh, we spoke about uh, that there. We're going to move straight into Andy Wilde versus Mikey Whiplash from the last ICW taping. Uh, that's because everyone knows that that was probably my favourite match of the last ICW show. Um, obviously, I think people tend to forget just how good of a technical wrestler that Mikey Whiplash actually is. I mean, you had his match recently with Andy Wilde and you had his match with Jordan Devlin at the very start of the year. Two of the best technical wrestling matches I've seen from Mikey Whiplash so far. And it seems to have been overshadowed by the fact that he's had all these death matches throughout the rest of the year. And that's what everybody seems to touch on. And it's a, it is a wee bit sad that people only care about his deathmatch wrestling when if any of you guys have ever seen Mikey Whiplash wrestle, you guys can probably agree that he is probably one of the best technical wrestlers to come out of Scotland in such a long oh, time. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but that's basically it, obviously. Like, you see his deathmatch series. You can't really go wrong with him, obviously. I think to the point, I think it was his match with Jimmy Havoc and also the one at Barramania with BT Gun. I was fearing for their lives at one point, and I, I hate at one, it. At one point? At all points, okay. <laughs> um, I think at the end of Barramania, I actually had to run out <laughs> at the end because it was just that sickening. Um, but obviously, you, you can't trust, obviously, anyone more than these guys to do these kinds of matches, but I hate to fear for a wrestler's life when they're doing these sorts of matches. So the way that Mark Dallas has obviously made Mikey Whiplash only wrestle in traditional wrestling matches, it's not only to make it's like Mikey doesn't need to prove anything. No. We all know that he is one of the best technical wrestlers out there. And if you've ever yeah. been to a source show as well, it's a great way to experience him without the, the Legion gimmick, without all these instruments that he likes to kill people with. Um, it was like his match with Andy. It was unbelievable. I could not take my eyes off that, off that entire match. Um, I mean, it did get to the point where obviously you thought he was going to give into it and get the chair. But obviously, thankfully, was it Sean that stopped him? Or was it yeah. Thomas? It was Sean. Sean, good guy, Sean. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> um, but that was like the standout match for me, like so far, of Drunk and Drunker. Like, I do love the Filthy Generation. They were like a very close second. But when it comes to Mikey Whiplash, I will always put him at the very, very top of any match. Like, my match of the 2018, all of them feature Mikey Whiplash in one way, but this one was an actual standout for me. So, just going on from that, like, I can't, Mikey Whiplash has been in that I haven't thought is fantastic. Oh, no, he's so, amazing. So, like, he just, he delivers every match that he's in, and you just can't take your eyes off it. Nah, so it's, it's completely, I totally agree with it's you. It's captivating, there. actually. Yeah. It's like the storytelling and the fact that he just knows how to make it work and if something's maybe going to go wrong obviously being a trainer at Source Wrestling School he knows how to avoid that as well so it yeah. really does help definitely yeah one of the best wrestlers as you said you talked about his match with Jordan Devlin's match with Andy Wilde however 
a fearful moment for our MVEP, his deathmatch v Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> Quacky, would you like to tell us what Jimmy Havoc said to you? Yeah, so... <laughs> so, I'm, I'm cuddly standing right at the front, minding uh, my business, well, enjoying the wrestling show, and then Jimmy Havoc pulls out the stapler, and he puts it on my arm, and he says, would you like some of this? And I was like... <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've... I've done boxing, I've done fighting, I have never winced so much in my life because I was like, no, please get that thing away from me. And um, there was that moment with the infamous glass shower, as people are now calling it. Oh my god. Um, There was a moment where um, one of the ring crew was pushing his back and it was Barry. Ah, Barry. Uh, And I said, Barry, mate, are we safe in this distance? And he looked at me like, mate, I do not know. (laughs) (laughs) At least he's honest. So I thought I would at least like film it to kind of have that memory and also have some form of a shield in case anything (laughs) was to happen. And right enough, after it, I had to pick uh, two glass bits out of the through hawk that I've got. So <laughs> two glass bits got stuck in my hair. You posted that video on Twitter on our Twitter page, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, only after only after like they posted that and stuff, so no it was yeah. it was it was surreal to be there. It was like um getting a cocktail umbrella to protect you from the rain. That's what that felt like. <laughs> and the, 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 the great thing I heard about afterwards was like the, the staff at Garage is like, eh, we've got to clear this up because we've got a cocktail open later on. Yeah, <laughs> they like, didn't get that open. You, yeah. just get, you, just see a, you just see a ring with glass and blood everywhere in the club. Which is a general standard night out on Suckill Street in Glasgow anyway. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Quacko here, you've heard him. Very, very deep voice man. When Jimmy Havoc came at him with that staple, I don't think I've ever heard a higher pitched scream come from him. (laughs) Jimmy, I love you, but no. (laughs) No. No. You can't say her name. (laughs) I pointed at you to continue the conversation. Any thoughts on this, Stacey? Well, I've said this before. Um, I have never... I have never been so fearful of watching anything. You don't want to watch, but you can't, you can't turn take away. your eyes away from it. Mm-hmm. And I just... I think that's kind of yeah. glad I wear glasses, because obviously that glass shower still reached me and Ross, and we were like the third row back at like the side, or yeah. with our backs facing the hard cam, and it still reached us. Mm. I mean, when I went home, I found like a glass shard in my hair. And I drove an hour home after ICW and I, I didn't even realise I was playing with my hair. Didn't even realise there was glass in my hair. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> they say a hug is a sign of affection. Sarah quite clearly, the exception to that rule, when all she did was use me as a human shield. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is the biggest no, sign no, of affection, not, Ross. Not just me. About another three people as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my pal Ross and, well, not we Laura, because obviously that went over her head. So Laura used Ross and I used Gemma and I used you. Yes. Quite. See, that's just you being resourceful. Yes. Yes, it's... yes. Quacko had a phone. You had a stupid six foot one man standing right next to you with specs. <laughs> I, I just had the balcony. the balcony. <laughs> yeah. Me, so. Yeah. See, Stacey was smart, much like our predictions for the sweepstake. She stood far back, got a brilliant view, a better view than us. Never get tripped over once. Never get glass in her hair or anything. See, the reason I do that though is because I'm so short, and so I can't see unless. I stand where I stand. Or like so, I do at the barrier. Yeah. But that's not safe. Standing at the barrier, you're never safe. You're like, it's like the like the little meme of Ralph I'm going, I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we also had... 
By the way, that was my first ICW uh, show back, like starting going to them live again. Yeah, what a that, way to get back uh, into What a way to get back into it. That yeah. death match, you had the triple threat match with Mark, Jody Fleisch, and BT Gun. That was the, a really good match until yeah. it stopped. Yeah, it was. BT Gun still not went back for that title. Yeah, no. Yeah. But I think they sort of just, whenever they do a mandatory rematch, they just don't go for it. Unless it's like months and months later. Yeah. Because, I mean, am I missing something here? Because the last ICW event I was at was last year's Shucks Who's Party. Oh yeah, my you're God. missing out Yeah, you're year. missing out a lot. That's, that's been like a full year, you're, Dave. You're missing out a year, exactly, <laughs> mate. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm actually coming up to almost my f- uh, four years since I went to my first ICW event, which was Space Boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Space Boss. So ICW has I love some, those shows. I, I did ICW love has show. some brilliant names. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, they were very creative with their names as well. That's... Uh, what do you mean they were? They still are. Well, so, yes, they, they are creative for their names. I mean, come on, when they go to Edinburgh, it's Frankie goes to Hollywood. I mean, <laughs> that, yeah, that, that is creative. David, celebrate your four years of first ICW and go to Shug's House Party Night 1 and 2. My oh, f- I'll consider it, yeah. Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett's there. We've got cowboy hats. <laughs> Speaking of cowboy hats. Just Justice. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Just Justice. <laughs> Just Justice. Justice Warriors. Yes, it's at the O2 Sportatorium. Sportatorium, because he doesn't not, not know what the Academy is. Yeah. So, talking about Barramania, the debut of Just Justice as a grinning ear-to-ear stasis match. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it was incredible. <laughs> I've still got the photo of it. It was a right up. video that you recorded oh, on it, Sarah. <laughs> it's so funny. We had Jackie Polo v Lionheart, the rematch, and Jackie Polo didn't show up. Instead, he sent his American cousin just justice, apparently. He did. Uh, he did. They look... It's crazy how I like these they, both. They look right? so... They, they could be twins. They could be twins, apart from one. I'm convinced obviously. they're the same person, actually. Uh, but that doesn't work because obviously Jackie Polo's Scottish. Have you ever seen Just Jackie Justice Polo and Just Justice in the same room together? Oh, it's like Bruce Wayne and Batman. Point. Oh, there you go. I just compared Jackie Polo and Just Justice to Bruce Wayne and Batman. For God's sake. <laughs> but if we could maybe move on and just talk about the match itself. No, we'll talk about how creative <laughs> and incredible Just Justice is. Yeah, two of the best promos, the past two fight clubs. Oh, his accent. Yeah. His accent's had me buckled over the barrier. I think what makes it even funnier is the fact that Ross was raging about the fact that that Justice won. I could see you guys like across the barrel lines, and I could just see Ross and Steven were absolutely livid, and you're just out there actually pissing yourself hands in there going yes. I I blame Nathan Fisher because he backed Lionheart and he always comes in second place. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing better than Ross's reaction to that was Ross's reaction at the fight club after it when he was going on about... when Just Ross is going about the whole ten in a row thing. (laughs) Moving swiftly on. (laughs) I'm not sure which part of that was... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll tell you exactly what one annoyed me more. It was the the brownies testimonial that he talked about. Justice <laughs> is the best thing to happen to ICW. Yeah. He is one of the best characters. It's the fact it's the fact he can do that with laughing because we, tr- we all try impressions yet and two minutes in we're giggling. Oh, we yeah. can, you can. You they kind of what? <laughs> they kind of who? 
<laughs> You're the mayor of these here parts. I'm, I'm, I'm not the fucking mayor. Oh, I know. Him calling Mark Dallas the mayor. Oh. That had me. That actually, was, I thought oh. he was like, Dallas could keep a straight face with that. I know it's still too soon, but to say the forest fire on Sockhill. Oh, I know. Oh. It's like, oh. See, I made a joke about it two weeks after. He made a joke less than 24 hours. The place was still on fire, for Christ's sake. I know, they hadn't even put fire But it's just justice. Yeah, he's American. I mean, he doesn't really get the tragedies of Scotland. Yeah, I'm not even going to try the accent. We all know how that will go. Trust me, it's as bad. Nanny us can do justice either. Just justice. Yeah, I'm not going to do any justice either. Justice Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, but the match with Lionheart, I think the best live match I've seen this year. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 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 There were just so many just like, no, oh, is that it? Is that it? Is I that know. it? It's just like, it was just, there's so many times you thought the match was going to end and it was just like, and it was like equal between Lionheart and just Justice. Oh, it was yeah. just like, oh my God. And every so often you just hear Ross go like, eh, eh, <laughs> behind me. I mean, I'd like I'd, to apologise. I'd like to apologise to Alan McLucas, who can't be with us here tonight. The big dog. Who whose shot I soaked with my tears when Lionheart got beat. <laughs> well, see, I think in a way I was kind of sad that Lionheart didn't get his come up obviously against Jackie Polo slash Just Justice, because obviously y'all thought that it was going to be his big comeback, and it's just like I'm going to, I need to get past him to do this, and I was, I wasn't, I was a bit sad for him. Because obviously that storytelling was incredible, but yeah, but just justice hit them with the hit them with the polo. That was it. Yes. I have to say though, I always knew Jackie Polo was winning. Yeah, no, I said I the line that was going to win. You being the biggest. And Ross, polo. Ross was just like, I am going to laugh in your face. When Lionheart wins. I know, but we're all... We were Who's all, laughing now? We were all adamant that Lionheart was going to yeah, win it yeah. as well. I wasn't. I wasn't. You, you know, being the biggest polo promotions mark on this entire podcast, AC, I wasn't surprised. Polo promotion. I, I'll happily take that. Yeah. No, I'm a big match. fan of both those boys. No, do you know what? I likened it to... Do you remember when Goldberg came back and we all thought, oh, he's just got to lose to Brock. Jackie was away from ICW came back we're like oh it's to get the win back and then he won and it's just like oh Jesus Christ he's sticking a bit <laughs> I never had any doubt <laughs> Quacko you were <laughs> on the fence that entire match the yep. loudest man in <laughs> the Battlelands yep I was rooted in Switzerland <laughs> 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 which is funnily enough is my World Cup sweepstake team quite appropriately right? yep Switzerland are so the way things are going I may be in so let's see Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, bad news for the Germans out there, though. Uh, anyway, that's enough of my memoirs. I was about to say, let's <laughs> move on for the World Cup and wrestling, the Germans. Wrestling, wrestling, yeah. guys. Wrestling, yeah, wrestling. Moving swiftly on. They speaking of anything like wrestling. else. <laughs> what? It's like they do even like wrestling. I do. <laughs> so we talk about Kwaku being on the fence and being torn. Mm-hmm. We go back to the first big show ICW did this year. Oh, God. The square go, and as you hear the fear <laughs> in Zeta's <laughs> voice there, the final two of the square go, Mark Coffey and Stevie Boy. Sarah, just I take us through. I have never the- been so torn in my entire life. I mean, see, when I was in the queue to obviously go, go in, folk were asking me who I thought was going to win. It was like, everyone says Stevie, and in my gut... I don't know what was telling me about it, but my heart was saying Mark Coffey. And I was like, if he, if he wins, I will actually scream the roof off the place. See, when it got to the actual square goal match, and it, they're all coming in one by one, and they keep going on, and 
every single time you heard that filthy generation siren go off, I was like, oh my god, now nah, which one of them is it? And obviously you heard Mark's music come out and the place exploded for him. But when it got down to both Stevie and Mark, if you've seen me, I'm standing there leaning over the barrier, head in my hands going, oh my god, oh my god, no, I don't even care who is. No, I want you to, I want you to, I, I don't care who is, just, oh my god, I was so torn. I mean, I don't know if you'll actually be able to catch me on demand at some point. I hope to God you don't, because then you'll see my face just going, oh my God, I, I, I want you to win. I, I actually don't care who wins. Oh my God, oh my God, this is amazing. Oh my God. And even though Stevie won, I was still ecstatically happy, but I was still kind of sad that, <laughs> that Mark lost. But obviously, the square vote was actually like one of my matches of the year, actually. Yeah. I must say, I like even from the square go preview show that we did, uh, I was all Mark's winning, Mark's mm-hmm. winning this. But then when it did, like you said, when it got down to Mark and Stevie Boy, I was just like, oh, oh no, like I, I would be happy with either of these yes. guys winning. Um, I was rooting a bit more for Mark though, but when Stevie won, I was like, yeah. I uh, see. Could we actually talk about the square goal match for a little while? Why then? Like I said, that was like, like one of my favourite matches of the year because obviously, again, it's a Royal Rumble style match and everyone knows I love a good Royal Rumble. Um, but see, at the start of the show, Lewis and Aspen, they stole the start of the show. It's like, fight your pal, fight your pal. And obviously doing like just little wrestling sequences and then hugging at the end. It was the most incredible thing to watch. Even though, like you can, they were just sort of taking the piss a wee bit. Like that moment. Um, but like, they even, they, like they... All of them stole the show actually, and Kaylee Ray, a big shout out to Kaylee Ray for holding on to those belts as well for the majority of that match. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, yeah, I love a Royal Rumble style match, and it's just the fact that it's like money in the bank combined with a Royal Rumble. Yeah. You can't get much better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the fact that a, another like unsung hero of the Square Comics <laughs> that never even made it to the ring because he drank it on the way down. I mean, Aaron Echo's weapon has been eliminated. Oh. <laughs> Simon, Simon is like the unsung hero of ICW mm-hmm. sometimes. Like everyone keeps saying it's his fault, but the show would not actually be as hilarious if it wasn't for no. Simon Cassidy. I don't think. You Definitely disagree? not. Simon's such a boss. Yeah. Simon, the voice of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Yes, he has. Yep. <laughs> so, going to open it up. Anyone else got any matches of the year so far? Um... The gauntlet match. Oh, the scramble match. Where yeah. Sam and Barbara didn't even get to debut. Yeah. I thought that was a fantastic match. Sam was robbed. Yes. Sam Barber, friend of the show, we are playing justice for Sam right now. <laughs> we are justice for Sam. You will get your big debut. We are rooting for you, son. Something else as well, one of the matches of the year, one of the matches of last year, because it spilled over, was it the square goal that it spilled over from? The Falls Count Anywhere match with Joe Hendry oh, wow. and Chris Renfrew. Yeah, <laughs> the longest ever running match in ICW history. Yes. And again, big shout out to Kieran Kelly as well for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Leighton Buzzard. Can't I forget said Leighton. this before and I'll say it again. The best thing to come out of that match is Leighton and K- Kieran. Oh, that was best amazing. Yeah. Although I loved the whole... Well, actually, I want this to come back again. I want to go for another stroll with Leighton. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure Kwaku can arrange that. What, why looking at me? <laughs> You've already been for a stroll with Leighton. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah can I say, actually, interviewing him was, like, both Kieran and Leighton, it was just incredible to win. They were both absolute gents, and they were so funny, and they gave me a lot of time, and I loved Leighton, especially when he was putting me down when he was when I was interviewing him. 
called me out for calling a coast to coast instead of a joast to coast and stuff like that. So that was a good time interviewing them. They need to bring that back to an ICW show though. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Kieran Kelly and Leighton Buzzard, two friends of the show, whose interviews you can check now on iTunes podcast, uh, Podmatic, any podcasting site. Any, pod, any a podcast pod. site. Yeah, anywhere. <laughs> you can just search us, just search Eat Sleep Suplex for your tweet. Also, we spoke a bit earlier about the Jimmy Havoc death match, mm-hmm. the BT Gun Mikey Whiplash death match with the Stevie Boy cash in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was praying for it that whole match. I was like, Stevie, go and cash in and just save them. I was like, they're already dead, just save them. Like Stevie, just just cash in. Um, but I, I think obviously I, I don't think I've ever heard a bigger pop when you heard that filthy generation siren go off and you're just like, that's it. Yeah. He's he's doing it. He's finally doing it. Because I don't think we I don't think like we all said he would probably do it, but I don't think like, I didn't actually expect him to actually cash in until about Shug's time, or maybe just before it. Uh, so that factor, Barramina, is the fact that. He basically did a Seth Rollins and came in mid-match to make it a triple threat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, he saved he saved Mikey Whiplash and BT Gun, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, the term fight forever wouldn't have applied to the two of them because they were about to kill each other. Oh, yeah. That match before Stevie Cash didn't was... That almost abs- was forever. Yeah, oh. that, that match was absolutely amazing. It was just over the top. It was brutal. It was like... You, it's like a car crash you didn't want to look away it was so 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 good <laughs> this was also the first match that Ross had actually stopped crying <laughs> to actually watch the full match of so she yes. another match that I thought as well for like see earlier on in the year Quacky will remember this it's uh, BT versus Mark Haskins in Newcastle yep. that was an absolutely incredible match and obviously you guys can all watch it back on demand I can't even do it justice by describing it I mean, I love Mark Haskins, I love BT Gun. Put them together, it is a match made in heaven for Sarah. I did like how they, they cashed in the night where another match of the year took place. It was his contract for the square goal against Kenny Williams' contract for ICW. I've never heard so so much change in a fan's perspective when it came to Kenny Williams. It was just oh. like, oh... Um, Kenny's when he asked Kenny and then it's like Kenny sold out you're, you're a dick here and all yeah. this sort of stuff you sold out it's like what have you done <laughs> I've never heard it's just the mood change <laughs> so I, quickly I think it's the fact that so we were all roped in he loses the match he stands up getting around round of applause UK Championship tournament's coming up there's rumours of him signing with WWE Aaron Echo comes out and you're like oh god Aaron's turned Aaron Aaron the smiley baby face uh, we all expected it was going to yeah. be Aaron to turn on him and then, just out of nowhere, Dana Shinsuke Nakamura to the Danglies. He kicks Aaron Echo into another octave. It's like it's like a, it's like Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles with the sort of low blow, but it's also like Johnny Tommaso Ciampa as mm-hmm. best friends. It's it's like combining them two. I, I broke, oh my god, that broke my! I didn't realize how much that broke my heart. Till now. <laughs> and well. then the ultimate heel move in ICW. He signs with Rudo Sports Sign Entertainment. <laughs> If you want to be a heel, you sign with Rudo. That should be the that should be their tagline for Rudo. <laughs> if you want to be a heel, sign with Rudo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wouldn't say so. I mean, Red Lightning knows what he's doing, so. Yeah. I, I, I think I Ross has resigned. <laughs> yeah, he's just. Phones are off, lads. But yeah, just um, on the subject of ICW guys, I've I was watching the UK Championship tournament second night. And I could, I was watching like, you know, Triple H brought everybody out from the back to say, this is your brand, this is NXT UK. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the number of ICW guys I saw in that crowd was pretty massive. Because you had Kenny Williams, you had Wolfgang, the Coffee Brothers, uh, Noam Dar. I mean, list goes on, really. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, by yeah, the way. Thanks, it. David. Yeah. <laughs> All right, just, just edit that out. Shut up. Dave. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had other people like El Ligero in there as well. Oh, sorry. Oh, Ligero. <laughs> You're not allowed. I, the curse of the WWE first name. Yeah. You're no longer Alexander Rusev. You're Rusev. Who's Adrian Neville? No, no. You'll You're go just by Neville. Neville. You're not Antonio Cesaro. You're Cesaro. Yeah. yeah. You're Cher. But uh, one of the... <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce. Madonna. That's plenty. <laughs> uh, so we talked about the last Fight Club as well. We talked about Andy Wilde versus Mike Whiplash. Match of the night for a lot of people. Me personally, my match of the night was Leighton Buzzard and Bance versus Shotgun Kieran Kelly and Chris Renfrew. You can even say that with a straight face. I love Bance. I really do. Oh, <laughs> it's it's how understated he is, and they just <laughs> kill themselves. And it's just like. I think the, mo- the thing most people get annoyed at is they get sucked in and just go, what are we laughing at? It's not even funny. Right. Well, one thing I like is when he enters and when he's walking past the crowd and everyone d- d- holds up their middle fingers up at the prestigious family and Bats is putting all their fingers down <laughs> oh, individually I and I love that. I love Bats. I actually think he's so underrated yeah. and I can't wait to see what he actually does in yeah. ICW. We've hey, look- seen him in Discovery as Dave Conrad. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what he does is becoming banked. He looks like the Joe Hendry brother, doesn't he? He's got the same ring gear and everything, it's just the understated black. Well yeah, they've been trained together and everything. They are like they are what well, in, in a band together as well. They're pretty much they are pretty much brothers. I'm looking forward to his own pay per view money in the bands. <laughs> well see no, I'm looking forward to their friend show, which I remember you guys are all gonna be coming to. Remember, mm-hmm. it's a wrestling game show that they're doing. Ooh. In it for the bands. Have you been sponsored by the prestigious family, Sarah? No, but I'm say. trying to. <laughs> Hopefully, Joe's Get you anything. Get me in on that. Yeah. Try it. So, we're talking about the prestigious one, Joe Hendry. She keeps smiling every time he's mentioned. I'll give her a wee five minutes because me, Kwaku, and Sarah attended the Honor United show and at the Corn Exchange in Edinburgh. I didn't attend it, mate. I was wrestling the first match. Oh, I oh, know. We'll go into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had Joe Hendry challenging for the Ring of Honor TV title against Silas Young. I have never seen such a pop yeah. for Joe Hendry. I mean, it, it's not the first time he has wrestled for Ring of Honor and he wasn't well received the first time, but see see just the, the room erupted because it, it, he's the hometown hero. He's from Edinburgh. And I think it was just the fact that, like, the last time, like, obviously, a Ring of Honor championship was defended was at Discovery when it was BT Gunn taking on Cody Rhodes, which, obviously, even though it wasn't 2018, that was still an incredible match. Yeah. Um, but bringing back Joe Hendry for this particular match, obviously, the, both the guys are extremely good technical wrestlers. I mean, I don't think there was a disappointing part of that match. And see, when it came towards the end of it, Joe Hendry got a standing ovation. And you could see just how much it actually meant to him and himself, just with how much obviously it's all paid off. I mean, like I, I basically had to stand on my seat to actually be able to see because everyone, everyone was on standing and it was an incredible thing to see. And it kind of made me actually really, really proud to come from Edinburgh and obviously come from the same town as Joe Hendry. Obviously he will always be my local hero, no matter if he's the prestigious one or the local hero or the local wankers like people like to call him. He is always the local hero. 
We yeah. love you, Joe. It was weird as well. You know, he's been in Defiant, he's been in Discovery, he's been in Pro Wrestling League and ICW uh, as... Impact as well now. Yes, we'll mm-hmm. get to that in a minute. Mm. See, slow your roll, woman. Never. You're Dana, <laughs> you're Dana Dave here, cut me off. It's not <gasps> trying to co-host me. Know your role, you pair of jabronis here. Now, we talked about he's been the prestigious one. He's been this sort of arrogant heel who's better than any promotion he's in. This was the return of the the parody video, Joe Henry. I love his parody videos. <laughs> you sad you must sit there, Stacey. We need his videos back. Like, see on that. All the time. What, what would you say is your favourite one? Sorry, I'm doing a Dave here. What's your favourite one? His oh. parody videos. Parody videos. You've put me in the spot here. Sorry. Oh, I've, got, I've got a good couple. Dave's got one. Mr. Anderson, the Pokemon parody. Oh, oh. <laughs> or Drew's Blue, yeah, that's title 65. Uh, Drew, has got to be, what was it? It was when Grado sold Joe Henry's Bacon Rolls. <gasps> that was an incredible <laughs> one. that one. Or it was when he did at Discovery when he was wrestling Dalton Castle and he was doing Flying Without Wings. Uh, that was, it was hilarious. In between two. Um, the first one is obviously his his version of the Venga Boys <laughs> Jack Fester's in his room, room. <laughs> and the other one is um, oh it's the one that he did for Lionheart oh like the selfies uh, the white stripes uh, and I take selfies with my brand new dog yeah yeah <laughs> see yeah <laughs> and then Lionheart's reply back to that as well. Oh. That was good as well. I actually want Leighton to start doing his own parody yes! videos. Yes. Leighton, if yes! you're listening, please take this feedback on board. We would love to see, just even just on YouTube. And remember, if you're needing names of any moves as well, the wine and, you lover. Can, and you can't think of any names, just come to me and I can help you out with that. Yep. Stacey thinking that uh, Ember Moon's Eclipse should have been called the Wine Lover because it's a corkscrew stunner. <laughs> <laughs> That is actually That's probably what I'm always in 2018, actually. <laughs> Only Stacey could come at that. <laughs> Back to our all-women show. Oh, I was howling at that. Bear my- I got 26 points in that quiz, so by default, that makes me number one contender. Don't uh, care, you weren't there. No! There's, a, there's two sweepstakes <laughs> coming up. There is an Extreme Rules sweepstake coming up, and there is a Shug's House Party. I would say you wouldn't win that, but considering Stacey won Money in the Bank and NXT TakeOver weekend, literally... Anything is possible. A- anything Why? Was <laughs> that supposed to mean? Ow. <laughs> right. Now, can you look me? We spoke about the Stacey Smith Award for the most ambitious pick. No, it's and the most you, hilarious answer. And you chose <laughs> Kofi Kingston because no one else chose it and then played it off. It was like Tommy Wise owned the room. Oh, this was meant to be a comedy the whole time. Still made me win, didn't it? <laughs> See, that's that championship attitude, ladies and gentlemen. Such arrogance. The champ <laughs> is here. To be fair. I'm not even going to be here for the next one, so... I know, she's... Just let me have this right <laughs> now, okay? You'll probably win the Shugs one. There's a Shugs sweep. Aye, uh, get your get your. Yeah, but there's one for that. Yeah, Extreme Rules, but... Extreme you'll win rules. it back. You can Honestly, be a two-time champion. Yes. The ESSR title is like hot potato right now, by the way. <laughs> but like I said to Stephen Wilson, if he is going to be cashing in... Stephen, just wait until Ross has got it. <laughs> well, is that who you want Stevie to cash in on? He's going to wait till I've got it so he can cash it on me. I bet, I bet. I think it's me because I think he wants to do a uh, Champa style betrayal on me. Oh my God. I, I already know it. And I've, I've shed all the tears already. So I'm prepared for it. 
Right. Oh, sorry. I've just sorry. I've have just, you remembered? Your yes, I remember. I I am two. <laughs> I have two Joe Henry parodies that are what my favourites. The Bohemian Rhapsody versus Davy Boy. <gasps> John yes. Hemian. Joe Hemian Rhapsody, where yeah. he said, Scaramouze, Scaramouze, I'm better than Fandango, yeah. which popped me <laughs> up my foot. And one he did for Defiant Wrestling, where he promised Joseph Connors he wasn't going to overshadow him. So they had uh, Across the Nation, the former Raw theme. Uh-huh. And it, it went, Joe Henry's music, play Joe Henry's music. Joe Henry's music, yeah, on Joseph Connors. Yeah. <laughs> So we've got some fan uh, feedback for our best ICW moment so far. Stephen Cliff says, Kenny Williams turning heel was awesome. Never seen a crowd go from so much love to so much hate so fast. Stephen Bennington said, Stevie Boy cashing in square goal briefcase to become the ICW champion. Charlie Banks says, Andy Wilde becoming a full-time member of the roster. No one deserves it more. Mm-hmm. Chris Daly, Stevie winning the belt and filthy generations being total bosses. Also, the garage glass shiver. And then we've got just multiple ones because Quacko sent me too many. <laughs> uh, we have someone getting shanked by a pencil. I must have known I've been there. <laughs> um, that was uh, that was Luke King Sharp getting shanked by a pencil off Mark Dallas. When, oh my god, yes. When Luke King yes. Sharp timed up at the asylum, demanding more opportunities at ICW. Um, as they've been criminally undervalued. Oh, they very, they have. They have, they have. They're the most underused tag team. Him and Craig are they actually team. had an amazing match at the tapings there against Kinky Party. I loved it. It was also their dancing yeah. before the match. That yeah. was fantastic. You can't go wrong with them two dancing. Trying to get Simon involved in it and everything. I know. Uh, he was not for having it. No, Simon's <laughs> not for having it. Suzanne Russ says, have it v Whiplash, but a special mention to Stevie Boy cashing in. Uh, G Sanders says, she was lucky enough to be at Barramania. There was a lot of great moments, but the crowd reactions made Kenny heel turn something special. And Stephen Andrew Dunn says, being front and centre at the square goal, being flipped off by coach when I asked him if he'd get me a beach ball and he said, here's your change. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) So we're going to go into a wee five minute portion of New Japan, just because we're not the biggest New Japan, but it's great, we all like it, but at the same time, WWE's sort of the bread and butter, it's more accessible, and we are at basically every ICW show. Mm -hmm. And we all have jobs. Jesus <laughs> there is only that wasn't a snide remark. It was just like a simple case of there is only so much wrestling you can take in at a time. And are you alright, Jeremy Kyle? Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't know that show. I have a job in the morning. Um, <laughs> if you're if you're um, American and you're listening at home, Bori Povich or um, Jerry Springer. No, he's, let's he's let's not let's not tar the two of them with that <laughs> shitting brush that is. Fucking Jeremy Kyle. <laughs> no idea, man. He's worse than the people he has in his show. But, but anyway, moving swiftly on from yeah. that Piers Morgan looking prick. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Jeremy Kyle, lads, by the way. This show will be marked explicit. I do apologise, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, New Japan. Chris Jericho went there. Yay. Just anything, Yay. Anything, anything to change the subject. Just like Chris Jer- just shout Chris Jericho. Most Jericho. I was going to say, he's basically the biggest talking point in New Japan this entire year because start of the year he faces Kenny Omega, Alpha versus Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 12 and then has the match against Okada for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, which he wins as well. Spoiler alert. No, it took place a month ago, it's fine. But uh, <laughs> we do have, yeah, Chris Jericho, obviously. There's a lot of... New Japan has such a big following. Wait, did not... you say he took on Okada? With, yeah, why? Because he, he took on, on Naito. Omega. Naito, sorry. Oh! Watch a rager. Yep. Still got it. Back on your box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
like New Japan isn't just like sort of a, an internet following now, it is such yeah. a big mainstream following, so it is, it is such a testament the fact that Jericho has brought in so many more fans. Yeah, he's, from a Western audience particularly. Yeah, exactly, he's brought in so much uh, media. There was, there was even talk of him going on in the main event to challenge for the US title, which isn't done in Japan. If any of you watch Japan, you'll know it's built up the cards. You have the tag titles, maybe a few tag team matches, special attractions. And then the titles will go mid-card to world title. There was talk of him because there was so much so much mainstream publicity about him going on in the main event to challenge for the secondary title. Just anybody want to jump in on that there? No, I think it goes... I, if anything, that just goes to show that they value their championships. Like they say, this is the World Heavyweight Championship. It needs to go on last because this is the biggest prize in our company, you know, regardless of any, any superstar we get on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was more the fact, just the fact that it was the, the winner of the G1, a King of the Ring done right. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's 1999 when the prestigious Billy Gunn won it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> moving swiftly on. Uh, yeah, he was going to, uh, Naito was going to be pushed out the main event. And then that could have been something that could have been played into with the Naito Chris Jericho match, which was one of the best matches. Being compared to Bruiser Brody, the way he attacks someone before the bell, the way. He jumps into the crowd and takes out everyone, you know, it's no... An announced table spot isn't as common in New Japan as it is in WWE, which is every big pay-per-view. Spanish announced table, gone. Yeah. Now, I think it also just goes to show, like, how good Chris Jericho is and still, like, as he was back in the day. I mean, he's, he's almost 50 now, and he's as good as he ever was. The fact that he's a, he's a 10-time Intercontinental Champion across two different promotions, I think it would be... It would be dumb not to argue that he is arguably the greatest of all time now. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is the goat. He is the goat. She just broke up a picture of a goat, and then that's him. You wouldn't even tell the difference. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dave, that was terrible. You won't tell that the difference between like Chris from back in Because he is the goat. <laughs> Speaking anyway. of anything else, <laughs> there was also at Wrestle Kingdom a tremendous fatal four-way for the Junior oh, Heavyweight wow. Championship. Wow. That's a cracking yes. match. No, that was probably wow. my match of the night. Obviously. Big Will Osprey fan, huge Marty Girl fan. Obviously, can we just a- appreciate Marty Girl's entrance gear yeah. for like a wee second? Yes, because that was absolutely incredible. Was that the fa- one with the, the wings? Yes. Yeah. When that- he came out, basically like a raven. It was. It, oh, I still get chills from like thinking about it. But yeah. obviously, I love like I've said before, I love cruiserweight matches and high fly fast pace style matches. This was the match for me. This is the one that actually got me. Like I was sitting like just sort of contently watching it. Like obviously watching. The Young Bucks in their match, and obviously I'm sitting going, oh my god, this is incredible, like Snapchatting this to all my pals, going, this is why I love wrestling, this is like, it's all the flippy stuff, and all the high-risk spots and everything. I couldn't have asked for a better match, obviously, and I don't watch New Japan all the time, like, I'll sit and watch it every now and again, but obviously I'm more watching WWE, watch NXT, accessible to ICW and Discovery, I don't tend to watch New Japan, so this was a great... Like, I don't think I'd actually ever watched New Japan before Wrestle Kingdom. And for I was like one of the very few people that actually did watch it for Chris Jericho. I was just like, I was more interested in Marty Skrull and Will Ospreay because obviously I love them too. Um, so just watching that match, it was I, I, it's indescribable. I mean, I'm sitting here just proper, so happy about it. Yeah, it was, as well, we were talking earlier about how Things are used, like, tropes are used less often in New Japan. It's mostly about the wrestling. Yeah. Sarah cooling herself down there, talking my about Marty's girl. <laughs> uh, Into my headphones. This, 
This was the first Fatal 4-Way in a good while in New Japan. I'm not going to guess. I've not got an incorrect start like Dave. But we had uh, Kushida, we had Takahashi, we had Will Ospreay, and we had Marty Scurll and whoop, whoop, which also played into the fact that Marty Scurll won the junior heavyweight title from Will Ospreay, and they played up at the press conference. Three things in life are certain. Death, taxes, and I beat Will Osprey for the championship. <laughs> and I, I think, love I think that win for Osprey made it mean so much more. The fact that yeah. he had taken the junior heavyweight title from Osprey, had Mark Scully, he had taken the TV title from him. Mm-hmm. He had taken, I believe there was a title in progress he had taken from him as well. Probably. I, there was a I don't third watch title. Progress. Generally, I had it in my head. I'd researched this. I had a third title in my head, and I'm just like, I forgot that now. There was another title anyway, but yeah. If you guys know, please tweet us in. Yeah, please tweet us at Suplex Retweet or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Suplex Retweet and Instagram as well. There we go. But yeah, we also had uh, the G1. So many great... Uh, not G1. But what's the junior heavyweight one? IWGP. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. No, the tournament. Best of the Super Juniors. Oh, right. Super I Juniors, yeah. <laughs> Again, ladies and gentlemen, you can tell we do not watch I don't New Japan watch New Japan at all. There was so many great matches on that. Winner being Takahashi at Dominion. Him and Will Ospreay once again, a one-on-one match. Mm. Again, an absolutely insane match. Well, I, did, I didn't actually watch the match. They are doing the We The, the, we the People I didn't, actually, I didn't actually watch it, but obviously I've seen clips on YouTube. The thing I did love was Marty Scurll's promo at the press conference where he... <laughs> He rattled off in a big rant about it, and it was just the final word at the end. So, I, thank you. And, and, I was killing myself laughing. It's just like all this venom and uh, anger, and then thank you. And it's, and it's that way, like it was that way. See if you're having an argument with someone, and they say, "No, it's fine," and it's like you know it's not fine, but you're just saying that and you can't call them out. It on was it. a true gentlemanly style, though. It's yeah. just like big random. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to have manners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love was, you, Marty. That was a promo, Marty talking about the junior heavyweights. Yeah. He slated the young bucks and Will Osprey for wanting to go up to heavyweights. He said he wants to make the junior title a a world title. Mm-hmm. He said he didn't see it as a slight to be a cruiserweight, a light heavyweight, a junior heavyweight. He saw it as a privilege to be allowed to compete for that title. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it just it built once again, as Dave was saying, about. New Japan titles being so much more important. Yeah. Speaking of title being important, the longest reigning world champion in IWGP history, mm-hmm. uh, Kishida Okada. Yeah. I butchered that name, ladies and gentlemen. Please do not tweet me about it because I, I could I, not care less. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not about Okada. Okada's a great wrestler. I mean the opinions of people on Twitter. It's the fact that you have the inability to say his name. Yeah. Would you like to try it? No, I'd rather but not. There you go. Shut up. <laughs> Against Kenny Omega, which is much more easy to say. <laughs> a match that had built all the way from the G1 Climax in 2016. We had the amazing Wrestle Kingdom match at Wrestle Kingdom the year before. The draw at Dominion, the G1 Classic again, uh, Kenny beats Okada, mm-hmm. and eventually it just comes to this where Kenny says to him, no time limits, no referee stoppages, no disqualifications, me and you, two out of three falls. One of the best matches I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact they cut that promo afterwards as well, after yeah. arresting for God all the way. How old did he write? Do you anyone know? It was a long time ago. It was anyway. like an hour and. It was some time. Yeah. It, was, it was an allotted time yeah. they wrestled for. So. It was fantastic. Meltzer yeah. gave it seven stars as well. An hour, four minutes and 50 mm-hmm. seconds. What was that? An hour, four minutes and 50 seconds. There you go. Wow. And it was just the story, not even the match, the story leading up to it. Mm-hmm. 
the champion was too good to be beaten by who was perceived to be the best of the world at the time, Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Then Kenny Omega takes him to his limit, but he just can't can't get over that final hurdle. He gets what was considered a fluke win in the G1, and then eventually he just goes, no, you've been champion too long. I need my shot at you. Mm-hmm. I will take that title from you. And my God, the fact that Okada didn't come out this with a broken nose after they met in knees to faces mm-hmm. makes Shinsuke Nakamura jealous. <laughs> well, see that um, like we talk about Japan and the stuff like that. Like the sort of thing I've noticed is, has anyone noticed that there's been a kind of shift with now WWE and acknowledging the wrestlers and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Did you notice that the WWE kind of actually started following the Young Bucks now? I'm, just have, wait- yeah. I'm waiting for those rumours. Yeah, there is a huge rumour that with the almost billion dollar deal that they've signed with Fox Network, Vince McMahon's go-to people that he wants are the elite. Wow, and wants fact, Omega and the Young Bucks. Yeah, so he bought also on 205 Live, there was a job called Lenny Omega last night. Mm. <laughs> so I don't Lenny know. Omega. Yeah. It's also the fact that they've actually brought out the hidden gems of Kenny Omega when he was actually first with the WWE. Yeah. It's it's starting to circulate now, and it won't be long until they'll be like, oh my god, he's finally there. It's going to take some amount of money to bring him over, even the Young Bucks. Let's talk about them as well. Junior heavyweight champions at the start I love of the year. Young Bucks. Super kick party. Now the heavyweight Titan champions uh, dethroning uh, Evo and Sonada. And what story they told with the. Can what? I just add? The Young Bucks have actually been defeated by Lewis Garvin and Aspen Faith. Yeah. They have actually got a pinfall victory over the Young Bucks. There you go. So rightfully. Wow. Kings of Catch. Yeah. Rightfully, the IWGP heavyweight tag team number one contenders yes. are the Filthy Gems. Lewis, Aspen, you know Kings what to do. Catch. Kings of Catch have beat you the Young Bucks. Yet. Plus, Lewis has beat a Ricochet. Yes. Lewis has beat a Ricochet. Lewis is now the best Velveteen in the world. Dream. Yeah, he's beaten Velveteen Dream as well. Yeah. So we're going to wrap up in a wee minute, but we're just going to quickly once more go around the panel. One more thing. Special mention has to be given to Tanahashi's hair. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever you watch New Japan, it's always just a surprise to see what amazing hairstyle he's got. It's kind of like Xavier Woods. You don't know what hair he's going to have. And I have the exact same opinion of Xavier Woods as well. There you go. Yeah. This has been the barbershop with Stacey Smith <laughs> and Sarah Green. Well, we're still after the segment with Stacey and Sarah, so well, if you can, like it, let us know. You can get it on another show. Uh, just quickly, starting with Sarah. He's go- just worried because he knows that we'll let Stacey and You're totally. damn right, um. uh, <laughs> So we'll go Stacey, Sarah, then Dave. Just a quick one from the panel. Any honourable mentions that we never get a chance to mention for any promotion? I think I've actually mentioned everything. I mean... I will give a big shout out to Lewis Garvin, obviously, Mr. Discovery, and obviously I am the Discovery Diva. Um, like, see, I will give a I will give a nice wee shout out to DCT versus Joy Ryan at Discovery, <laughs> the not so fr- not so family friendly oh, match dear. of the international sex hero versus the King of Dong oh. style. <laughs> that was Dave. If, the, if there's any reason for you to watch Discovery, it is this. Cool. It was it was actually a really incredible match. Yes. I mean, I remember I, hearing a lot about it. It was hilarious. The, fu- the be- two best bits of it because was right at the start when DCT came out. He grabbed the microphone and he said, "This is not going to be family yeah. friendly." He's like, "Can I first of all apologise to all the mums and dads in here?" <laughs> he said that <laughs> and at the end, instead of shaking hands, they kind of rub tips. If yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's also the fact, obviously. I love Joey Joey Ryan's entrance music. That is my go-to song to get songs stuck in people's heads. 
If you like pina coladas. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Any honourable mentions or matches you love that you never really get a chance to talk about? Tonight? I think I'm just looking forward to seeing how things pan out for the rest of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, see how a lot of the storylines are played out. Like I'm looking forward to seeing more about the, like you said, the prestigious family against yes. like Chris Renfrew and Kieran Kelly. And like I'm looking forward They've to seeing such how a beautiful that, friendship. Definitely. All, all based on Lucas Aid and Twirls. Oh, yes. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing how like that plays out. I'm looking forward to seeing when Jackie Polo... Oh, just Justice beats Lionheart again. Justice Warriors. Um, just really so I can see Ross's reaction to that. <laughs> really enjoying like New Japan as well. I'm looking forward to getting more into that as well. So getting more... Getting to know more about the storylines there and things like that. So, yeah. Fair enough, Dave. I think both Money in the Bank ladder matches as well. I think they were surprisingly good this year. Yeah. Um, like both winners, kind of un- unexpected, because I mean, you know, everybody was saying Braun's a favourite, but then you immediately think, wait, he's not gonna, he's not gonna win it, because you know they're they're overhyping him too much. Uh, but <coughs> yeah, he's the uh, he's the one that does win it. You know, after basically just being the best in the match, hands down. He, he runs through a ladder and breaks it. I mean... <laughs> Miz's face was the best thing yeah, ever in that match. <laughs> absolutely. But not just that as well. The women's match, I think it was head and shoulders above the year before and the, the one after it. Well, <laughs> the, see what they did with the women's match. Like, obviously, I think everyone knows that it was T.J. Wilson that was the one to actually produce that match. Yeah. They took all the women that were in that match away from the live events to get them to rehearse this match. And it shows, it shows it's, it was much better than last year. Well, I suppose the greatest Royal Rumble had its benefits then. Uh, no. No, it really no. didn't. You're sex as human being. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> Quacku, will we put Dave back in his box? <laughs> Bad Dave. I thought that would happen the half an hour ago. He keeps getting out. He's like, look at the puppet man. He's like a jack in the box. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so favourite one. Well, I'll say as a snapshot over the year, um, like, the, I mean, I always go back to that uh, show we did on why we love wrestling and it's the entertainment aspect I love about wrestling the thing I've noticed this year so far is the entertainment values have gone up oh definitely um, I mean even such a like a serious and, and like angry storyline between Ravy Davy and Bram had big elements of entertainment in there Mam- it's still ongoing it's still going <laughs> I mean mainly when um, Ravy Davy got powerbombed out of the ABC stairs oh, down my to God. the floor and when Riddle came in and said oh no that's more than a black eye <laughs> 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 it's just, it's like, just you talking about that yeah. obviously when James Storm came up on the screen saying that he was going to be the one that was coming to fight with Ravy Davy yeah. and then Bram was just like We'll just I need to WhatsApp him. Like, I'll WhatsApp him. I'll WhatsApp him. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just WhatsApp him. <laughs> so funny. So I, I've, I've loved the aspect. Um, real, see, WWE-wise, NXT has been the big, big thing for me. Like, um, I'm now religiously watching NXT, apart from yesterday, as I did an all-night at a party. Dream Team. <laughs> yep, Dream NXT team is literally going to take over. Uh, in 2018 that's yeah. the way I see it especially with the UK branch now been launched mm-hmm. and like and I mean I've interviewed two people that have said that their dream is to go to NXT mm-hmm. and it's not like, never mind the main roster yeah, NXT is the to place to, to be NXT. I've interviewed two people and they've said that that just shows really so and who knows let's see what happens with the UK division it's um, grown arms and legs which is great so let's see where they get to from now 
Yep, so I'm just going to give a couple honourable mentions to Johnny Gargano and Rade Cianalmas. Yep. Oh, yeah. Didn't really get into that because... You're good at a translation. Thank you. I've listened to the best. Thank you. <laughs> so we... Uh, I was talking about Selena Vega. <laughs> Let's not... <laughs> do- <laughs> Shut down. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, such a good match that it got lost in the shuffle of the gargano Champa rivalry, which is how good NXT is. We're talking about matches that are amazing and rated five mm-hmm. stars, getting lost in the shuffle because they're just such a regular occurrence. Mm-hmm. Also, both Elimination Chambers this year. One yeah. dominated by, much like Money Bank, one was dominated by Braun, one was won by Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Both were both women's matches were head and shoulders above the men, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. we fight for feminism here at Big ESSR. Big props to Alexa Bliss's uh, promos for this year as well. Big props to those. We also had the seven-man gauntlet. We touched a wee bit on that earlier. Rusev, Shinsuke Nakamura. So many great matches. Yeah. Just generally, just check out wrestling. Wrestling's smashing, isn't it? We, yeah. love, we love wrestling. <laughs> so that's going to do is here for the night. Before we finish... Oh, one, one more thing oh, to say. Sorry. I'm also looking forward to losing my championship and then winning it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a sweepstake for Extreme Rules, which you can follow on Twitter. We were live tweeting that event. We'll be at Shug's house party. We'll be posting videos and still photos look out for the white cowboy hats mostly me looking annoyed as anything at the shower of white cowboy hats and just justice signs around me <laughs> justice warriors <laughs> at the wow. sport that'll be at the o2 sportatorium if you want to come down <laughs> uh, quick shout out to the better mcleod brother scott mcleod who got a hnd and communications today so congrats to once again proving why he's the better brother and veronica's favorite <laughs> Uh, so all it means is to Smart thank women. you. women, I know. <laughs> Shut it. I like your mum. <laughs> uh, at least loves her. I'm always joking, Veronica. Oh! Love you, yeah, Veronica. You be, I was going to say, you better apologise. Uh, exactly. She'll be listening. Uh, all it means is to thank the guests, David Hockney. All right. Stacey Smith. Thank you very much. Sarah Grieve. Thank you very much. Thank you to Kwaku for putting up with us. Thank you. <laughs> uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at SuplexRetweet. And join us next week when we'll be talking the greatest entrance music with our EP Kwaku Aji and hosting chair and a very special guest. We'll see you then. Ooh. Bye-bye. <laughs>